member-owned, member-proud. That's Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. As a not-for-profit financial organization, Affinity Plus is for people who like people who care. And you get top-rated mobile banking technology you can use to bank conveniently on your own time, day or night, at home or on the go. Take your bank with you where and when you need it. Stop by the Brainerd Lakes branch on Edgewood Drive in Baxter to learn more. Affinity Plus is federally insured by the NCUA. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor. And our guest today is Charlie Campbell. Charlie is the Activities Director for School District 181. Charlie, welcome back to Community Focus. Well, thanks for having me back. It's uh, virtually, but it's good to be, uh, it's good to be back and, and talking with you. Well, Charlie, uh, we understand that there will be some facility use now this summer for some community ed classes, coaches, uh, clinics, and so on. Uh, walk us through how that's going to work out. Yeah, well, um, it's uh, first of all, it's it's really awesome. In in some ways, it's uh, it's a little bit of a kind of a mini test for us to to figure out how do we. Uh, in the midst of uh, this COVID time, how do we safely create access to our facilities, uh, not only for our, our students, but, but for staff? And as we get a little bit further into the summer, um, you know, other, also outside groups that, that depend on our facilities for, for their interests and their organizations as well. So, um, you know, the conversation really started, I, I, I would, I think, from my position as the activities director, it really started from the conversation about uh, what we call in the world of high school athletics, the summer waiver period. And this is a period of time, usually the months of June and July, where our high school coaches are allowed to work with their high school age student athletes. Um, current high school league bylaws say that coaches cannot work with their kids outside of the defined season other than the summer waiver period. And so during this waiver period, our coaches basically are independent contractors. They sign this waiver. They say, I'm not acting as an agent of the school. I'm not acting as an agent of the high school league. Uh, I'm just working with kids that happen to be in high school league and Brainerd Public Schools programs. Mm -hmm. Um, And community education has always been our vehicle then to access the facilities, Right. right? Um, because we're we're part of our concern is risk management. We want to make sure our students are protected. Certainly, our employees and our coaches are protected, um, and and uh, certainly the school district. If we're going to be using school district facilities, and so community ed has kind of provided that that level of pr- protection. So, in the midst of a school shutdown, in the midst of laying off, um, you know, a, a, a freight of I think seventy plus community ed. Uh, you know, some full-time workers and a whole host of, um, you know, part-time people and, and instructors, um, how do you then come back to, to using these facilities? And so I was starting to ask the questions of our district leadership, like this period of time is coming and our coaches are asking, and the high school league is essentially allowing um, coaches to begin working with kids. And so it, it forced us to have that conversation. It forced all school districts to have that conversation and so uh, following uh, executive orders from our governor following guidelines from the minnesota department of health uh, who recently uh, introduced and now revised one time um, 
the re- uh, resuming of uh, youth sports, organized youth sports. And so given all of that information, we've, you know, I think got a good plan in place for um, accessing our facilities on July 1 and, um, and bringing uh, kids back to campus at that time. Yeah. And, Charlie, to be clear, is that both inside and outside uh, facilities? Um, well, it is our intention, yes. But one thing that we have learned is that um, we need to be able to respond quickly as new information emerges. So I would give the caveat um, that, you know, if, uh, if COVID rates, um, especially in our geographic region, happen to skyrocket, uh, we're going to revisit this, and uh, and we could come back to a, a no facility use. So we will we'll monitor that and pay attention to that. And I will say that uh, the indoor facility use for this summer would only include Forest View because of the level of construction that's happening at all the other sites. Uh, we felt one to protect the workers um, so they can stay on schedule. We want to try to minimize the the use in in any of our other buildings. Some of our other buildings are still offering child care um, and or some food service. Right. Um, And so we also wanted to make sure that we weren't putting people using those facilities at increased risk. So um, really what that means is um, forestry is going to be our our primary option until we get a little bit closer to the school year and facilities um, and construction starts to wane or it looks yeah. different in each of the facilities. Yeah, and for each activity, then, is there kind of uh-huh. its own uh, set of uh, safety guidelines depending on that specific activity? Yes, there is. And and this is really kind of a weird, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's a weird place that I've been walking. For example, our summer programs, even though it's the, the Brainerd coaches that uh, have typically run the, the athletic camps and, and the high school trainings, um, it's not a school program. So other than just kind of helping with facility access, I haven't had to do a whole lot. And now I'm coming in to assist our coaches to say, okay, if we're going to do this, let's make sure we have a plan that, is, that can follow these guidelines that we're able to execute. And so, um, yeah, we are asking that all of our coaches submit uh, a plan. It's, it's in writing, it's electronic, but where, um, you know, they talk about, we're, we're talking about, you know, a traffic flow, um, the flow of people in and out, restricting um, parents from being present, not because we don't want them there, but because we're restricted in group size. Yeah. And we want to make sure that we're doing our, our very best to honor, um, you know, those restrictions. And, you know, kids, uh, they're, they're super excited to get back with their peers and, mm-hmm. and be connected and be active. And these are really healthy things that we're making available to our students. And at the same time, we're trying to, uh, as we offer these healthy things, we know that there's maybe an increased risk um, as it relates to contracting COVID. And, you know, the risk isn't so much for the kids, uh, because I think what the data is showing us is that, that the kids, um, unless there are underlying health conditions, um, the, the kids are really not at risk, but they're all going home to different environments yeah. where there may be uh, maybe higher level risk factors. And so we're really taking serious this idea that every, every activity is different, and so their plan might need to look to cross country might just you know, we're going to stand six feet apart we're going to 
uh, have a few w- words with our group today, and then we're going to go off and run. And running looks different than uh, having a football camp when you've got to line up, you know, eleven people in a formation pretty close to the football. Sure. Yeah. Right. Um, and so it is forcing our coaches to really think differently about uh, what they're going to do, how they're going to teach. It's going to de-emphasize games and competitions, and it's going to re-emphasize fundamental and skill development, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And then for the indoor facilities, uh, again, there's a, a a new level of you know safety and security that you have to work with in relation to COVID nineteen. There, there are, and so like the the group size for one changes, um, which is really weird. So we we actually are starting this morning um, a strength and performance camp that really kind of came together last minute. Um, but we're using the Essential Health Sports Center. Um, we're using some staff at Takedown, and then a, a whole bunch of our own coaching staff to offer um, just a, a student athlete strength and performance camp. And what's really kind of strange to manage is when we've broken it up so that we have uh, groups working out in the parking lot, right? They're running, they're warming up, they're doing um, sprint work and some agility work. And outside we can have groups of 25. And as soon as we go inside the building, our groups can be 10. So we can take those same groups of kids that were all together outside in a group of 20. Now they have to be two groups of 10 when we go inside. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's just all these nuances. And then, you know, inside you've got high-touch areas. You've got restrooms. You've got door handles. And yes. So, you, you know, are we sanitizing that? Um, what equipment are we using? Are we sanitizing and wiping down that equipment? And so we are thinking about things that we have never had to think about. And, and as our community comes and is requesting to use our facility for whatever it might be, mm-hmm. um, you know, they too are now thinking about, you know, well, boy, I have to submit a safety plan for how I'm going to run this activity. It used to look like this, where we had um, hundreds of people just, you know, plow through the doors and be present at any one time. And now we have to think about, you know, crowd management and, and those sorts of things. And quite honestly, there are some renters that that's why they're just saying, I'm out. I, I can't do this right now. Yeah. Uh, or I can't think of a way to do this that makes sense for our organization. And that's really unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, and to be clear on that, for those that might want to utilize the facilities, uh, District 181 does not provide uh, control of those uh, variables, does it, in terms of how many people come in and so on? Well, correct. I mean, you know, and, and I think that's part of, um, you know, part of what, what I think, you know, in terms of our risk management, we continue to look at. I mean, we're we're basically, um, if uh, outside groups went to our community ed- education website and wanted to access our facility request form, they're also going to be directed to the safety plan. And, yeah. okay, how are you going to ensure that these requirements are being met? There you go. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. By the way, uh, for parents who are saying, well, I'm wondering if there's this my camp for sport, my child. Yeah, my sport, my sport. <laughs> yeah. uh, where can they access that information, Charlie? Uh, well, they can. Uh, there's a couple of ways they can do that. They can um, certainly head to um, the community education website. I believe the, the catalogs and calendars have been updated to reflect a lot of things that were scheduled in June or simply moved to July. Um, things that were scheduled indoors at the high school have been moved indoors to Forest View. 
uh, we are still going to be able to access the lower site and the uh, the outside spaces at Brainerd High School um, come on July 1 when our facilities are, are again opened up. Um, and they could also reach out to the head coaches of uh, those sports as well um, if they wanted to make that direct contact. And so um, that contact information, there's a, a link available on the activities webpage um, that'll take them to, uh, to that page. Uh, I'm, I'm just wondering about swimming, too, because I know that pool mm-hmm. is a busy place normally. <laughs> Correct. You know, um, we had originally planned pre-COVID that our pool was going to be available um, throughout the duration of the construction. And uh, essentially when our pool, uh, the, the current pool, the six-lane pool, um, we were going to open up the new pool on, on the same day we were going to shut down the old pool, and so we would have no loss of service. Okay. Um, as it turned out, pre-COVID, we learned that the way that the mechanical uh, systems were going to need to be updated at the high school, we were going to lose heat for the pool water, uh, which would now be recycled at a very nice 58 degrees or 56 degrees. (laughs) At the same time, we were going to lose the dehumidification, which means that the air in that building is going to be 85 degrees and stuffy and not be recycled. And with the chlorinated water, that's a problem. So... We, we learned late winter that the pool was not going to be accessible. And so um, for this summer, uh, so our pool, it will come online again as we get to our August 17th um, fall girls swim start date. Okay. Uh, and we do then expect that we will have access to that pool and our facility, uh, albeit with any uh, health guidelines that are in place related to, um, uh, to COVID. And um, but that will be uh, up and running and in place. And our our new pool uh, is slated to open a year from August. And so oh our our August of 21 swim season should be uh, 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 christening our new facility. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. And, and uh, one one benefit that our district has felt. Um, with COVID and kids out of the buildings is the construction in those buildings has been able to be a little bit more robust mm-hmm. um, with a little bit greater activity sooner than they otherwise would have been because there wasn't traffic in the buildings this spring. Um, and so we're, you know, not that our, our folks could get ahead of schedule, but we have a much better chance of staying on schedule. And we're thankful for that. Yeah, that's absolutely. good. Mm-hmm. Charlie, as you talked about this fall and uh, what's going on, that, that remains a pretty big question mark for, well, all students and teachers. Mm-hmm. And as you try and plan activities, uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's your take at this point? What's, um, I mean, what are you Any thinking? Any thoughts? <laughs> yeah, well, and boy, there's, there's a lot of thoughts. Um, <laughs> And, uh, you know, first I'll come as a parent, right? Like I, I know for my own high school age children, I, I, it cemented, uh, distance learning cemented to me the importance of face-to-face classroom instruction for reasons of accountability, yes. for reasons of just learning. Yes. If uh, you have kids that are maybe a little bit more quiet and 
what they watch and see and listen to in a classroom environment, there, there might be 15 questions that get asked during a lesson by other kids that my kids just aren't going to ask. Yeah. But they listen and they learn from that. Um, the accountability, the social aspect, which is so important to high school kids. Very. <laughs> um, yeah, and so I am not talking to any kids or parents or even teachers who have any desire to see us go back to a distance learning format um, and, and start the year that way. And so um, I'm really curious. What the Department of Education has said to school leaders is we will have guidance for you no later than July 31st. And July 31st is awfully late. Uh, when you think about that gives us about four weeks then to put a plan in place. So, wow. so we are essentially in the interim uh, making plans to to do everything on a sliding scale from distance learning like we did all the way to face-to-face uh, -to -face in person um, with, you know, kind of everything in between. And, and so I do feel like, um, you know, there's going to be some maybe flexibility for those students uh, that maybe have compromised immune systems for uh, students who have family members who maybe have compromised immune system where they might have some choice that wouldn't otherwise be there. But um, again, these, this is speculation on my part. This is, this right. is not, um, not anything that we've gotten formally. And then the extension of that is in, in my world specifically from a high school activities perspective, the, the Minnesota State High School League is not going to come out in advance of our governor. Uh, the Department of Education or the Department of Health and offer any sort of information um, regarding a fall season, right? If we are truly a part of an extension of the, uh, the school experience and extension of the mission of the high school, uh, we can't say, well, distance learning is going to exist for uh, high school kids, but we're going to bring kids back to campus to play football and tennis and, and you know, swim and, and those sorts of things. Right. Um, and so... Uh, we'll get our direction uh, from an activities perspective when, uh, when schools get their direction for the classroom. But, mm -hmm. you know, my fingers are crossed that, that we're going to bring kids back to our campus. We're going to bring staff back in, um, and we're going to start to uh, start to connect again. And, and we may, you know, we may have to do it where we're offering masks and sanitation looks different, and we're trying to, um, you know, maybe have to do lunch differently so we have fewer kids in, in our areas. But... Uh, with the changes at the high school, that's going to get easier for us, too, because we're going to have bigger, more open spaces uh, for which to move kids through. Very interesting. And yeah. it, it will get interesting as, mm -hmm. as we get closer to, as you said, uh, later in the summer and information will become more clear. Yeah, it will. And, and, um, and that's been, I think, the most challenging part is uh, for everybody involved. And I think that's true for people who are, are trying to run businesses. It's... Um, uh, certainly for us in the school setting, but um, how we're just—it seems like we're just waiting for the next bit, bit of information that's going to help us to resume or or do something that's a little more close to normal. Yeah, Charlie, I can't say it enough. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to talk to us today. Well, I appreciate it. I always enjoy it, and, and I sure appreciate uh, the way you connect with our listeners and, and help us to have conversations and, and share information with our listeners. So, um, yeah, Ken and Tess, thank you. Very much. And if you need announcements being made during the summer, you just let us know. We'll take care of you, okay? Will do. I appreciate it. You bet. Okay.
Charlie, thank you so much. Charlie Campbell is the activities director for School District 181. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor. That is today's edition of Community Focus, and our Community Focus programs are available online anytime. Just go to our website, 1067wjjy.com, and that's brought to you by Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union. You can also listen through our free downloadable app, and that is powered by the Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.